The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Well, I have in front of me a wonderful book. It's called Wild Waters, The Magic of Ireland's Rivers and Lakes. And it take us, takes us on a journey uh, through uh, some of the most spectacular waterways of the country. Its author is Richard Nern, and this is the final book in a trilogy, uh, Wild Woods, Wild Shores, and finally Wild Waters. Richard, good morning and welcome. Good morning and thank you for inviting me. Now, this is a, a, a great journey uh, that you take us through many of the waterways, but uh, the, the first chapter is about the Avon Moor, which for people who don't speak Coupla Fuckle is really from Owen Moor, is it not? Meaning the, the big river. The big river. And it is the biggest river in County Wicklow. Uh, it flows for about 65 kilometres altogether um, from uh, right from the Dublin mountains to uh, the see at Arklow and um, I've explored all the um, the stretches and tributaries and, and lakes of that mm. system. Uh, how is it possible to find the actual source? I mean, any one well, of the tributaries many, in theory could be the source. There are many sources. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's right. But the, the longest one is is the one that rises on the Sally Gap um, up near near the um, Kipure, near the summit of Kipure. So it starts in Dublin and ends up in Wicklow. That's that, correct. That's it. Yeah. Now, yeah, how did you do your journey? Because it wasn't a question of getting into a canoe and going downstream all the way to Arklow. Well, most of it was was walking because only the lower stretches are um, accessible by canoe. And only then when there's plenty of water flowing down, um, it, it's too shallow in the in the upper reaches. So it was walking on the banks and um, I didn't swim. Uh, it was just too cold. But uh, yeah, I explored um, virtually every stretch that was accessible. Yeah, I mean, you have a map of the river on page 12 of your book uh, showing the river system starting at the Sally Gap and coming through Loch Tay, Loch Dan. Then there's the Vartry Reservoir is nearby. But then you go down through the Glen McNass Falls, down to Glendalough, Lara, Rathdrum, all of these places you had to explore along the way. Now, the, the idea of the book, though, it's not just about, you know, the river bank. It's about the hinterland and it's about history and archaeology and wildlife. And the legends, I think. And the legends. Because there are plenty of legends surrounding waters in Ireland. And the meeting of the waters, where exactly? We know Thomas More's uh, famous poem, but uh, where are the... where? Do the waters meet? Um, well, the meeting is of the Avonmore and the Avonbeg River. The latter comes out of Glenmalure. Which is the small river. That's right, <laughs> Avonbeg. And uh, at that point, um, confusingly, it becomes the Avoca River and flows down through the village of Avoca. Um, so the meetings is a, a place where I'd been going many years and I sort of felt that was a good place to meet other people as well. And uh, with a number of friends who, who met there, uh, we walked together. Now, the, the kind of information I got from the book, um, the importance of a bird called the dipper, which I was not familiar with, the dipper, to be quite honest. But the dipper will only be uh, around when the water quality is good. That's right. It's very sensitive to acidification and pollution in, in the waters um, because it feeds on insects. And it's unique among songbirds because it dives into the water and walks along the, the bed of the river, uh, turning over stones and feeding on larvae and so on. And um, those larvae uh, will not survive in very acid waters, such as those from suffering from mine waste or um, from 
large amounts of forestry in the catchment. Yeah. I mean, the kind of um, water that you get from, say, Sitka spruce uh, forests, is that acidic? It can be if there's a very large amount of it in the catchment. I mean, if it's only a single plantation, it wouldn't have much effect. But what happens is that the needles uh, uh, fall into the rivers um, um, and that makes its way down the the, the channels and um, acidifies already acid waters, which are coming off peat and granite. Now, uh, all sorts of people uh, are featured on the pages of your book. Uh, Tell me about Erskine Childers and where he was arrested. Um, this was an earlier Erskine Childers, yes. not uh, a, a, an ancestor of the president. And um, he lived in um, Glendalock House, which is quite near Animo in the centre of the river. Animo, of course, means the ford of the cows. And um, he was arrested uh, on his own land because uh, in 1920, I think, because he possessed a revolver and it was illegal at that stage to um, to have a, a weapon, and uh, he was actually executed, executed in Dublin subsequently. Yeah, um, that that was in 1922. Obviously, 22. when the, the the civil war was uh, going correct, yeah. on. Um, John Borman gets mentioned because of the house, the the rectory that he occupied. That's right. A um, little bit further, the other side of Animo is uh, the house that John Borman lived in for over 50 years, and he wrote several books as well, including a nature diary. Uh, giving a tribute to um, the river and the trees and almost in homage to it. Um, and in fact, he swam in the river as well on his own land. Now, the the, the river is fascinating because it actually uh, travels through so many places that people know well. I mean, uh, Glendalough, uh, Glendal Loch, which is the, the glen of two, uh, the valley, if you like, of two uh, lakes. But uh, there was a time when Glendalough was not as a forested as it now is. And there's a, a great line in it uh, that the monastery remains stood out like ruined teeth in a bare gum. That was back in the day when there were no trees. They'd been felled really for timber. That's right. Well, there were mines, of course, in the uh, in the valley and uh, a lot of the trees were felled to use as pit props. Um, but they did plant more trees and, and many of those survived today, which, um, you know, outlived the mines. Um, now, St. Kevin famously lived in, in Glendalough and you tell a story of the blackbird and the That's nesting right. in St. Kevin's palm. That's right. Well, um, Seamus Heaney uh, made uh, a story out of this in, in one of his famous poems um, whereby St. Kevin um, was able to sit in his cell so still he held his hand out through, through the window and a blackbird nested in his palm and reared uh, a clutch of chicks, which... Um, which they fledged and were gone. And, and when Kevin yeah. still had his hand out the window. That's right. So, <laughs> so still. It, whether you believe that or not um, <laughs> depends on your beliefs, but um, it certainly shows mm. that the valley was pretty undisturbed in those days. Now, a place I love to go uh, from time to time is Clara Vale. And there's that little bridge and then the tiny church at the bridge. What's the story of that church? Can you remember it? Um, that church dates back a long way. Um, it was originally a timber building, I think, and then was replaced by stone. I mean, it's a very narrow it, bridge. It was thatched, actually. It was yeah, thatched. Yeah, a uh, very narrow bridge. It's only really built for a horse and cart. And uh, the River Avonmore flows right past the church. Beautiful place to sit and yeah. have a break. 
Um, but uh, Clara Woods um, itself, which surrounds the um, which surrounds the church and the bridge, um, is a nature reserve and is very beautiful and has woodlands there that date right back to, you know, prehistoric times. Now, a place that has got a lot of attention in recent years because of the development of a treetop walk is uh, Avondale House. And that was the home of Charles Stuart Parnell. He was born there. So that figures in your narrative as well, as, as indeed Michael Dwyer, uh, Dwyer's Rock. And I, I learned so much in, in reading your book. Um, Avondale, of course, um, also borders the river and um, it is a particularly beautiful stretch, which um, has the railway passing through it as well. And I think the river is bridged about six times in that stretch. Um, But uh, Avondale was previously owned back in the 1700s by a man called Samuel Hayes, who was very um, eminent forester, one of the earliest foresters in Ireland, wrote a very um, useful treaties on uh, growing timber. Now, we've only talked about the first chapter. There are so many more in the book because uh, it, although it starts with the Avonmore, it goes on to explore many of Ireland's waters. The book is called Wild Waters, The Magic of Ireland's Rivers and Lakes. It's uh, written by Richard Nern. It's a companion piece to two previous books, Wild Woods and Wild Shores, and it's in the shops this week. Richard, thank you very much for joining us. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.